what was it, an indecent proposal? He got a certain amount of money and the guy got to sleep with his wife. And then he was like later on, no amount of money, right? Like because it sent him down. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Crazy, um, you know. He got anxiety. He created a whole other set of issues. You know, you thought that the money was gonna solve all your issues, and then it created a whole other slew of issues. Speaking of issues, Mike Golick Jr. joins us now on Jen Gabe and Chewy. Thank God. (laughs) What you, Mike? Gabe wow. was very uncomfortable. Yes, yes. yes. That's what you walked proposal. into, Gojo. If you want to hang up and run, I will not blame you. We're talking about the Tom Brady thing. Do you think the fan got enough? Did you hear what he got? The two Brady jerseys, the Brady helmet. He got the Mike Evans cleats. He got the Mike Evans jersey. Season tickets for the rest of this year and next year. $1,000 to the team store and a chocolate coin. Wait, he actually got a chocolate coin? No, Jen just doesn't understand oh. Bitcoin. He may as well have. I mean, it's basically the same it's thing. It's called Bitcoin. I bit into the coin. It has to be a chocolate coin. That is true. It is a bit of chocolate coin. So, yeah, I would uh, honestly, I feel like I'm in the minority here where I look at all of that and say, like, yeah, I think he got enough. Like, I know we heard that the ball would have been worth like half a million dollars. He was not going to get fair market value with that. This was the right thing to do, and he has been justly compensated on the other side here. Like, I, I, I see what people are saying, and this guy's getting shamed all over the internet, but I, I kind of think he made out pretty well here. Well, there was no making out. That was a decent proposal. Now you're getting your references confused. It's fine. It happens. No big deal, Gojo. Um, but I do think, though, that he could have sold it on the open market see, for a lot. Gojo. <laughs> he could have sold Wait. it on the open market for closer to half a mil, couldn't he have? Wait, Jen, so to be clear, you were in team, keep the football, and then sell it. Make Tom Brady buy it back on the open market. If he wasn't willing to give you everything you asked for. He asked for a round of golf with the goat. I think Tom Brady could have complied. I think he could have been like, you know what? Yes, we will hit the links. That's fair. Although I do appreciate Tom Brady, like, ever the salesman won. That seems like a branding opportunity lost by Tom, which is rare because this is the same guy that during the Manning cast last night when he was talking about playing a round of golf with Peyton and Peyton accused his Under Armour pants of ripping during a round, went back out of his way to make sure that people knew he was not wearing Under Armour pants when they ripped during that round here. Like, this man is always on brand, and so the thought that he missed an opportunity to turn this into another viral moment by doing a round of golf with this guy, a little surprising to me. I will agree with you on that. So what would what, so you would have been if you caught this ball, Gojo? You would have just wanted the stuff versus trying to sell it on the open market for money. Yeah, more than like I, just because again, like I, I look at that instance, like it's not mine. Like that's Tom Brady's six hundredth career touchdown ball, and like I'm probably just a big dumb idiot. But I'm like, all right, like that should belong to him. It should have never made it to the stand. That's a user error by Mike Evans there for not knowing your buddy enough to know that that one might mean a little bit of something. So I I would have looked at that situation and said, this isn't really mine to do this with. But luck does play a role in all of our success, right? Like this guy went to the game. He was sitting in the right seat, in the right section, at the right time. He caught the ball that was errantly thrown into the stands. This is your lottery ticket. This is the moment where you played all your kids' birthdays and you won the lottery. So listen, I know you're a good guy. I clearly am not. A guy or good. I would do, I would hold on to the ball. In fact, I told Gabe during the break, I would stuff it under my shirt. I would pretend that I was with child and I would scream, 
expected mother coming through as I ran out of the stadium with the ball underneath my shirt. Like, that's that's just me. I'm sorry. Well, you know what, Jen? Honestly, all things considered, if you're going to go down that route, that's the most creative option I've heard so far. I would like to award you some sort of Oscar or one of the <laughs> members of the EGOT Award community here for your service in this instance. And I do get it. Like, the prospect of 500 grand is a life-changing sum of money here. It's a pretty wild thing to do, but maybe I can, like, salvage this and say that some of, like, the good karma that you garner by giving uh, the yes, football yes, back yes. might help, but good karma is not going to put the kids through college. So at some point you do have a business decision to make. Speaking I guess you're right. of well-timed drops, he mentions good karma twice on this show. Good job, Gojo. This is obviously a good karma brands program. Gabe? Gojo, I, I want to start this by saying I do. I love the fact that you've got yourself a nice little five-hour energy commercial. Get to see it while I'm watching football on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, but there's I, a butt. I hear the butt. I can hear it coming. Oh, man. So I just, I oh, just, man. I want to put it out there. I, I just don't find it believable, and it has nothing to do with the acting performance because at the end of the commercial, you yell. Who brought the buns? And look, I'd like to think after having you on the show the last couple of years, I've gotten to know you a little bit. And I'm guessing that you are, there is no way that you are hosting a tailgate. And by the way, I'm assuming you're hosting the tailgate because you're the one grilling. Whoever's grilling, it's clearly they're the one hosting the tailgate. You are no way going to host a tailgate without being properly prepared and therefore not having buns. Like this is, this is the issue I've got with your commercial, my friend. Yeah, no, listen, and I understand this. I took some issues with that in the storyboard. They didn't ask for my opinion. I came with opinions <laughs> anyway, and I told them, guys, uh, There's some holes in your story here, guys. No one is going to believe yeah. that I didn't bring the buns or that someone didn't bring the buns. Exactly. That no one in my immediate circle, my community of fellow fats, or at the very least people that I like to say have fat hearts enough to be involved in the community would seriously come without carbs. Exactly. Carb conscious. You're carb conscious people. And not that you're conscious not to eat carbs. We're very conscious that carbs are great. All the above. And so, yes, I appreciate the feedback here. If we get to a second commercial, which, you know what, let's let's all say a prayer for that one. Tom Brady football style here that the Lord may (laughs) see fit to bless me in that way. I promise next year I will go back with notes and be like, guys, listen, I am willing to say whatever you want here because I am a big fan of the product, but we got to make sure that everybody knows that our tailgate's about that action. Mike Golick Jr. joins Jen, Gabe, and Chewy every single week. Um, we have been talking about the Packers, and I just looked up over my shoulder, and I get up there talking about the Packers as well. In fact, they said that FPI gives them a 32% chance to win the game against the undefeated Cardinals on Thursday. This, of course, taking into account that Devontae Adams is expected not to play. Earlier in the show, Gojo, I said that Devontae Adams is like the Jenga block at the bottom of your tower. Not on the side, not in the middle, at the bottom of the tower. And it makes it very shaky if you remove that Jenga block. Do you see a way that the Packers beat the Cardinals this weekend, this week on Thursday without Devontae Adams? Uh, I mean, I do. Listen, there's still Aaron Rodgers on this team here. Like, the fact that we were able to have a game like we did from Alan Lazard this last week. I think you guys are getting Valdez Scantling back this week, too. Like, these are receivers who would not be the names I could readily rattle off if it were not for the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. And that's no disrespect to their individual efforts, it's just the reality of what this Green Bay offense and what that quarterback has done for people. So I feel like as long as you got 12 out there, you've always got a chance. Now, 12 and one of his many spinoffs in the quarterback world 
exist on that other side and Kyler Murray. And I think what that offense is doing right now for the Cardinals is a little bit 2019 Chiefs-esque, where third and 26, no problem. We got that one on the call sheet here. As long as that's happening, a Green Bay defense that we know has struggled is going to be in harm's way. I'd probably lean towards the Cardinals, but I think this one's going to be close. Like I don't see this being some sort of runaway. This Cardinals team is very good, but I think at times they've feasted on the week here. There have been specific instances about each matchup that have left me going, all right, that's a very good team. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I don't even think they're the best team in the NFC right now, but that's still a very good team. But there are certainly areas where I still have questions, especially about that defense as it continues to come together. Really? You've got, I mean, really? Yeah, I just, I mean, I've, I don't have any questions about the Cardinals. Like, I feel like they've kind of passed everything and every, I mean, because to me, their big test game was that Rams game, right? Like, okay, find out if the Cardinals for real. And they just pasted the Rams. They did, but I mean, Rams, like, context in that one matters to me. Like, the Rams were putting all their eggs into that Tampa Bay basket that week before here. Like, I know we think of letdowns more as a college football thing, but I believe an NFL team's capable of that, and certainly one that's been a little bit up and down this year. I mean, hell, we saw the Rams get taken to the wire by the Detroit Lions yesterday. Now, I understand that Dan Campbell and company approached that one with every bit of the underdog mentality with the trick bag that they threw out for all of that, but all that is to say, that's a Rams team that's flawed in their own right. Like, I look at them as one of the teams in the NFC where, you know, it's not all the way there yet in juggernaut status up top. So, I, I you know what, maybe this is me just holding on kind of like I do with the Bengals' uniform bias to the Cardinals, but I, I just feel like there's a next step for that team to take still to solidify their status as the best team in the NFC. We would be remiss if we didn't talk to Mike Golick Jr. about Halloween candy as we are now just a few days away from one of the greatest holidays uh, on the calendar, which is Halloween. Um, You actually get candy. People actually just give you candy. You walk up to the house, you say trick-or-treat, they give you candy. Uh, Gojo, Mike Leach weighed in on the Halloween candy debate. I'm sure you saw that this weekend with our friend Alyssa Lang. Uh, where do you stand on the Halloween candy? I know in the past we've talked about the cho- the peanut butter cups and the ratio of the chocolate and whatnot. But if you are saying goat Halloween candy, what are you giddy to receive in your bag at the doorstep? Yeah, giddy to receive in the bag here. Well, you mentioned, I think the Reese's Holiday Shapes are going to be at the top of that list here. It's a seasonal treat, which I believe should be year-round. But you know, we've talked about all of they kind of have had it. Before. They've almost made it year-round, Gojo, because they have Halloween ones. They've got the Christmas ones now. They've got the, the the Easter egg. The only thing we're missing is like a 4th of July firework, and I think we can hit all 12 months. Like a 4th of July, maybe? Something yeah, like that? That's I what I'm know. saying. Gotta, yeah, you're right. You know what? Fair point. But I, I, I digress. That's still number one on the list here. Number two on the list, I'm going to go off you know a little bit off board on this one here and just cape for a candy bar that I think doesn't get the credit it deserves. The Reese's Fast Break. Yes. It's the best candy bar in rotation. He's 100% I don't know correct. If it's overly close. And I don't think enough people are recognizing game on that one. And third, I'm going to put this in here just because I'm an anarchist. I am Team Candy Corn. I'm pro Candy Corn. I just finished my first bag of the season yesterday. And I'm probably going to Finished go back to a bag? God, I love Michael. You yeah. finished God. a bag? So you and, Mike Leach are, you and Mike Leach are on opposite ends of this spectrum then, huh? That's fine. You know what? Uh, it wouldn't be the first thing that he and I are on opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum on here, and I consider myself right on most of those and right on this one. What about the Reese's Fast Break puts it at the number two spot? 
Uh, well, I, to me, I think it is the textural wonder that is the layer of nougat at the bottom because you've got all the chocolate and peanut butter that you're used to. I said at the bottom, it's almost like a little bumper for your teeth. You get through that bite, and there's that last little bit where it's not a crunch, but it's just a little extra effort that really sends the experience over the top. It, it Really what it does is it kind of offsets everything else that's going on where you're like, oh, is this just going to be one big mushy thing? But no, you get that little bit of thing at the bottom. You're like, ooh, what is this? What's my friend here? I mean, I will say that he should have trademarked the phrase Flavortown because I think about it all the time because he mentioned it the last time. One of the last times we talked about candy with Mike Goley Jr. It sends your taste buds to Flavortown. Are, are you... Are you not familiar with Flavortown? No, I am, but I just think whenever I hear it, I think of Mike Golick Jr. because he used it on our show. I mean, you know what, Jen? I appreciate that because everyone else is going to go to Guy Fieri, but you are a good enough friend <laughs> to go and now give me the name association rights with Flavortown. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. I had no idea that Guy Fieri had said Flavortown. My bad. Gojo, we appreciate you joining us each and every week. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Thanks, guys.